Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. And coming up on this Friday edition, you know what it is. It's a football Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. And we have got ourselves a little bit of lying, a little bit of fibbing in the NFL at the Draft Combine. We'll have that discussion for you. Tom Brady with the ultimate troll job. Uh, Speaking of trolls, Jackson Mahomes is not a happy camper. He is blaming the media. We will discuss. You can wave bye-bye to the COVID protocol. Sad news regarding RG3 and his tell-all book, the return of Headline or Lie, and also the latest edition of the BQ News. All of it is yours. Coming up next here, two pros and a cup of Joe, a Friday edition. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, right here, Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Bet your sweet ass. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. No LeVar Arrington. It is Brady Quinn. It's Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so and we'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. But a little backstory here. It was several months ago uh, on this show. We were just getting ready for a normal Friday episode uh, looking for forward to the college football season, the NFL season. Uh, Brady Quinn, not busy at all during football season, doesn't have a lot of TV or anything else going on. And so he's got a lot of time to come up with ideas and themes for the show and things like that. I mean, I'm grinding away, sweating, going over film, looking at, you know, Big 12 defenses, how can we fix the problem, going over all sorts of stuff, looking at the NFL schedule, looking at, you know, first half lines, things like that, trying to make sure I've got every T crossed and every I dotted. And then Brady Quinn said you know what it'd be really cool if we made every single friday a football friday and you better believe it's a football friday let's go let's go by the way, how about the uh, extra layer of lies added on uh, to the uh, tale of uh, Football Friday? Uh, I always appreciate your, uh, you know, your, your embellishment, uh, <laughs> as you will. I mean, hey, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. It's not like we didn't see a bunch of guys run a forty-yard dash last night, and they lied about the times they I, ran. I, I that thank you, thank you, thank you. What the f was that, man? All the, um, so three guys, and I, I even said to you, in the, in, uh, just talking about in the notes going over the show, hold on a second. So three guys ran sub 4-3, and everybody was was you know going off about it. They were real loud about the, the times that came out initially, and then it was later on, it, there was a quiet whisper, the official times came out, Chris Olave was closer to a 4-4. What happened? What was going on? Yeah, Tyquan Thornton from Baylor is the wide receiver who I think got jobbed the most because they, his unofficial time beat John Ross's 4-2-2, which would have made him the fastest wide receiver, the fastest player in the history of the combat on the 40-yard dash. And it looked fast. Now, his first couple steps, it looked like he might have stumbled a little bit. But when you're, when you're watching, you're like, oh, okay, I don't know what that was, but that's fast. Um, but he's the one who got robbed the most because this, I mean, and, and obviously social media as it does, like, and by the way, this should give you one indication of why you should never buy into things you see on social media. <laughs> as soon as his 40 time was run, 
Everyone ran with it. It goes viral. And the official time later comes out to be a 4-2-8. So he's sixth one hundredths behind. As you pointed out with Chris Olave, they had him at a 4-2-6. He ended up running at one hundredth slower than his teammate Garrett Wilson. <laughs> I mean, he was he was like a tenth and three hundredths slower than what the time they originally gave him, which by the way, it's a huge miss. And like here's what I don't understand is you're using lasers. You are using lasers and technology. I have no idea what they put on the TV screen, the, the lower bar, that, that third lower bar. I have no idea what that is. Because if you're doing a laser time for this, you should never have this sort of issue. It's not that complicated. There's no way a laser should be a tenth of a second off. You're talking about more like a hundredths, maybe two hundredths. And it was weird how some players – it stayed the exact same, and yet three or four, and it just so happened to be you know, three of the fastest guys, end up getting bumped, bumped back to 100th. I, I think my conspiracy theory, and if we could, can we get a little bit of music? Yeah, a little, any- a little unsolved mysteries. Uh, Robert Stack, just uh, you know, imagine him in a trench coat standing outside some foggy building where there's probably a dead body or two inside of it behind him. Uh, sounds, like Lucas Oil, sounds like Lucas Oil Field. Oh, I mean, maybe, oh unbelievable. Maybe Jim Irsay. You, I mean, <laughs> you think so? A little weekend at Irsay's? Yeah, little, you know yeah. what? I'll say this much, not to get off on a complete tangent like we do. Uh, I, we were having dinner last night, and there's this gigantic – YMCA. It looks as like nice of a YMCA as I've ever seen. And it's it's an Ursa family YMCA. They they donated the money to put it together and all that. He's had a huge impact on this community. Like Jim Ursay is like Mr. Indianapolis. Oh yeah. Um and so I, I know we give him a hard time. He's also been incredibly charitable. Uh, yeah. Not so much to the tree he has to lean on when he <laughs> sings with his band, but in general, I, I think you know where I'm going. I, I think so. he actually was the inventor of the mini bar inside hotel rooms. Oh, I don't know. What? Is that? Oh, I thought my mic was off. Sorry about that. I keep watching Dope Sick <laughs> on Hulu, and I keep thinking he's going to pop up at some point from like Oxycontin and all that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> well, based on what they found in his trunk. I mean, oh, uh, yeah. That, that is uh, trash bags. Fair point. By the um, way, you, you, could, like, you couldn't afford a Louis Vuitton bag. Like we're walking around with hefties. <laughs> like, yeah, like was it was it a red string hefty trash bag? Because it feels like that's the official trademark of a hefty trash bag. The red string on top. Our ours weird. either are blue or black. They're never red. Hmm. I don't know well, what you're talking. Must about. be a California thing. I think it comes with the masks. Uh, you buy a, a box of trash bags, you get an N95. Do we go back to conspiracy theory? Uh, <laughs> so. I, I think what this has to do with and why, you know, look, they say it's unofficial and it that's their that, that's the NFL Network's disclaimer, the NFL's disclaimer. But the ratings have to be huge, 100 percent huge. And especially when you say a guy runs a four to one, it's going to make everyone continue to, to want to tune in. Uh, and, and so here's the backstory, by the way, too. So the kid who ran that, Tyquan Thor, he's a wide receiver for Baylor. And, and look, even a 4 2 is really fast. He'll jump up draft boards. He probably helped himself big time, make a little extra money. He trains down really close to where I live. And so there was four guys that a trainer who I'm really close with said, hey, keep an eye on, on Tyquan Thornton, Tariq Wolin, Nick Cross, and Boogie Barnes. His name's Kalen Barnes. He's from Baylor as well. Uh, the, the last three I named 
are all defensive backs. So they have still yet to run. But he said when he was doing his times, he's like, all these guys are in the 4 twos, like, I think they've got a shot with a good start to maybe break it. And after, once I saw it, I was like, holy crap, he was right. I'm like, maybe these guys will end up breaking it. Now I'm starting to think that the NFL, much like we always see with anything controversy around the NFL, they're okay with it. They're okay with the officiating isn't great. They're okay if the 40 times aren't accurate. They're okay if there's a, there's a little controversy going in the offseason because it keeps their news cycle going. Totally agree. They, they don't want to get it right all the time. And, and I find that really interesting, especially when it comes to officiating, because that should be one of the biggest things as we start to get gambling more involved that they fix. And instead, like they kind of want there to be some controversy surrounding the NFL. So it's a 365-day-a-year deal where we're always talking about something involving the NFL. I, I totally agree. And the idea that – and just you know, pointing at Chris Olave, who uh, – you know, that's why I actually went on and started wa- – I didn't watch the event live. I was going back and forth and doing stuff. But when I saw the 40 times, I thought, man, i got to go watch him. So they got me to go out of my way to Google search Chris Olave 40 time. And I'm thinking to myself, man, this – this is unbelievable. I think you even sent out a tweet, fastest wide receiver class ever. And then which, all of which still holds up on Yeah, I mean and, and those guys were blazing. And look, Chris Olave, you know, four two nine and you know, four three nine or whatever he was officially clocked at afterwards. I mean, we saw what he did in college. I mean that you know, I think that stuff's gonna take uh take the lead over any forty time that he has. But the idea that you would just miss by that much is crazy. And so I don't think the NFL minds at all. I totally agree. It's like we saw it years ago. Uh, with the uh, home run derby in Boston, where Major League Baseball came out afterwards and said, we use different baseballs for the home run derby. <laughs> like, they, like, they literally well, used... That, that- that and they placed buckets of syringes. Uh, well, that is a good point. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, there, there is the, uh, you know, hey, there's something in my Gatorade. Does it look like HDH? Yeah, but nobody saw anything. It's fine. <laughs> so there's that. So those guys were probably on the gas, and they were getting a little bit of help from a from a doctored baseball. I, I do think leagues look at events like this and go, eh, if we could cut a couple of corners, you know, if we could, if we could, uh, you know, kind of, you know, throw something out there and then afterwards, our mistake, you know, uh, uh, ask for forgiveness, except for permission, uh, you know, instead of permission type deal, as long as it got buzz and it absolutely got buzz on social media and everywhere else, when people started to hear some of the 40 times, four, two, one, like, I don't know what a cheetah runs a 40 time in, but but we're talking like uh, the guy from Baylor is, is you know, a step behind an actual cheetah running a 40-yard dash at that point. And so you see these times come out and you go, well, I got to check this out. It increases buzz, clicks, uh, conversation. People are all over social media. And I go back to my, my original point. The unofficial times, the, the fake times – we heard way more about than the official times because right. there was a lot of production made about the fake times. When the official times came out, it was like uh, 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 the four three nine Chris Olave. Wait, wait what? What? Uh, uh, an uh-huh. hour and a half ago, it was it was uh, a tenth of a All second right. faster. It's crazy. Uh, everyone already left the stadium. People were off TV. I mean, it's it got to the point where I, I'm a hundred percent in on what you're saying, and I, and I agree. And you have to understand this. Most people don't know this. You guys know the NFL doesn't actually run the NFL Combine, right? I mean, is that, is that understood? So a guy named Jeff Foster 
with national football scouting is actually who runs the combine. He's actually the one who's the president oversees all of it. He's the one who originally put in all those mandates that you heard about, how no one was going to come, no one was going to test and everything else. And now obviously he lifted that since, realizing that it was a stupid decision. But it's not the NFL. They just put their brand on it. They outsource it to a separate company that Jeff Foster runs that does it. And he's the same guy that if you noticed, notice that the bench press wasn't a big thing for anyone? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because they're doing it the same day they're running 40s. And every agent and every person who was involved in the process that has players kept telling Jeff, hey, pal, you may want to put it on a different day because no <laughs> one wants to stress their central nervous system <laughs> right. by throwing up 25 reps of 225 and then having to go run a 40 eight hours later at night. That's not what's best for these athletes. Like You want them in one instance to be a world-class track star and run a 40-yard dash and do these drills and go catch footballs. But then you want them also to, to work like they're a Mac, a Mac truck. <laughs> right. And you want them to bench 225 15 times. So, you know, that's why you saw not as many people benching. And, and by the way, that will continue to be the trend until they change it to another day like they should. So there was an issue with that. There was an issue with a number of players who – and they're still yet to run. And that all this could change. It's a fluid situation. But some guys didn't run. Like Trey McBride, he's the best tight end in the class. He reminds a lot of people of George Kittle. You can see it if you watch him. He's a uh, tight end out of, out of uh, Colorado State. He didn't run. He run in the forty. And reason is, is if it's such an important deal, you'd rather wait as long as you can to train for your start and train to make sure your form is right to get the best possible time you can. But the reality of it is too is people look at Indianapolis and they say it's not a fast track. And, and people have complained about it for years. Well, now everyone looks at it and thinks, oh, that's a pretty fast track. Look at how many times we had there were sub 4-4. Four, four. We had the most we've ever had as a wide receiver group. So I even think they're trying to fudge it a little bit, a little bit, just to be able to try to get more guys to participate because every trainer is resistant to it given the schedule, given the format, and the fact that they think Indianapolis is a slower track, and they feel like these guys, if you, and if you notice, they always run faster at their pro day. Yeah. It just so happens to work that way. So that, that's that. I'm 100% with you on this conspiracy theory. It, it just, uh, the, the whole thing was just such a production, and, and just to see it after, I mean, it was like an hour and a half. I, I, I was actually like counting, okay, how many guys ran sub 4-4 at this? And it was like, oh my God, 12 guys under 4-4, and I thought to myself, man this is really something this year and then i went back the last three combines uh guess how many guys each year ran sub 4-4 12 each year so i thought okay well there's there's nothing going on there and it actually turned out there was i think nine guys officially ran under 4-4 yesterday so the whole thing was just this big loud noisy false stat that was given out okay it's not because it actually was the fastest wide receiver group because that was just the wide receiver group so you're counting sub four fours for everything. If you go back and look through, that's the fastest wide receiver group we've ever seen as far as sub four fours. Okay, so just wide receivers alone, and I think that was, and then there was nine, correct? There's nine. Okay, the, the, the most they've had in a previous class was six, and I believe that was like 2019. Um, and then, so if you know, and we didn't obviously have one or 2020, whatever we had the the last one. Um, if you notice, like it's trending to have more and more guys. Now that could be because because of training. That could be because these wide receivers are actually getting faster or they're getting better at this. But that was just for wide receivers. They will break the record. I, the three other guys: Tariq Wolin, Nick Cross, and uh, Kalen Barnes. I, I can assure you right now, 
they will all be under 4-4. Uh, they should be under 4-3 or around that. And you're going to have a number of other DBs that fall into that category too. It's just so funny. Like To your point, the uh, social media aspect of all this, uh, all anybody cares about is the initial on social media. The, the, the actual evidence afterwards uh, gets less attention than the actual initial uh, stuff that comes out. Uh, in, in every way, shape, and form, every time you go on Twitter uh, or uh, you know, Insta-chat. Like yeah. that's our society. We well, just, yeah. Oh my gosh! Did you see that? And like, no one looks at the facts. And, and, and these no are, one looks at the facts. And these are job interviews. Like we're, right. we're basically just saying, well, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we're, uh, you know, we we're leaving some stuff out on the job interview, but don't worry about it. As long as we get yeah. people to pay attention, it's, like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like George O'Leary's resume. Yeah. What's you know what happened that, there? That, that was never an issue. No, <laughs> no, not a problem at all. Uh, all right, it is uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer. You deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, it's coming up next. Um, One of the all-time greats apparently is an all-time great troller. We've got the details for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. LeVar Arrington is out, uh, so screw him. Uh, we will be uh, back, all three of us together on Monday, but uh, you know we do what we normally do when somebody's not on this show, that we throw them under the bus uh, and ridicule them while they're not here. That's how oh, this works, is that man. how it works? Yeah. I'm not going to sign on for that. Why not? It's fun. Nobody can wow. prove it. What are they going to do? Like, uh, you know, pull I mean, sound? I, I would just feel hurt if I wasn't able to make the show like next Friday. You know, if my, my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary, if you guys would be throwing it back in my face. Wait, like, I feel like that would be a really inappropriate thing. How to come do. you didn't say screw Lee? Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? That's yeah, a good point. Screw that. Lee. Yeah. Oh, Lee, Lee, Lee DeLapp can kiss our ass, too. You don't oh, need Lee. Man. We got Ricky. We're good. Um, well, what's up, Ricky? Uh, what yeah. What's going on, Ricky? How we feeling? How we feeling, Rick? Feeling good. Who? Yeah, he just uh, Rick. Rick's smooth, man. Just hangs out. Just chills. He's like uh, Lou Diamond Phillips off Young Guns. That movie? Racist. How's that racist? How's that racist? His last name's Phillips. For God's sakes. All right. Uh, by the way, interesting uh, parting of the ways with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and his wife. If anybody wants to look up that story. <laughs> That's a I weird, mean, should I? That's a weird way to lose one. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> that's a weird way to lose one. Let me Google it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, if, if the uh, if the story is correct, uh, just uh, that's uh, something out there about that. Uh, by the way, uh, this show, uh, this fine program is brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting indeed.com slash credit. Uh, so coming up uh, later on this hour, we're going to have another edition of In Case You Missed It. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a team who is the most aggressive team in the NFL right now. We will tell you who they are here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, Tom Brady, 
That bastard. Oh, what a troll job this guy is. <laughs> Unbelievable. So he uh, he did some interview with Fred Couples, um, some podcasts uh, with Fred Couples, and he talked about, uh, you know, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, hang out with the family and, uh, you know, we'll see what's next. And I've gotten to, you know, a lot of quality time with my family for about five weeks now and just kind of left everything uh, a little bit open. And then he took to social media and just said, I thought for sure this was going to be the lead of the story. And it was the comment he made about sleeping in uh, the bed he slept in as a kid. And he showed a picture of his uh, bunk beds uh, that he slept in as a child. And apparently uh, that's where he's going to be sleeping this weekend as he's visiting his parents up in the Bay Area. So uh, he's just poking fun at everybody's expense. And I know, Brady, you are all about, uh, I think Tom Brady's coming back. I was trying to tell you yesterday on the show and all multiple times this week, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, Tom Brady just uh, trolling everybody uh, with, uh, with his uh, potential return or maybe not potential potential return so nice guy what a reckless claim by you you Uh, someone who is continually and and both lavar and i challenged you on this that you're the one that keeps perpetuating the suspicion that he's gonna come back i mean just let him go let him retire just stop Stop. Like, he's retired. Let him go. It just, uh, look, I, you know, I mean, it, it feels like, uh, uh, let me ask you this. Do you believe that the way that his retirement news came out bothered him? That that he uh, wishes he could have no. controlled that whole narrative? I, I, again, I, I've told you from the get-go from someone who may have broke it a little too early. Uh, no, there was no issue with it whatsoever. It so, was done. It was over with. I mean, when, look. When these things drag on this long, meaning no one expected him to get to this point. Obviously, New England didn't. And then they watch him go the very next year, his first year leaving you, and goes and wins the Super Bowl elsewhere. They're like, whoops. (laughs) I mean, look at the Green Bay Packers. They trade up the draft Jordan Love. And they take him thinking that, well, Aaron hasn't been playing that well. Oh, whoops. Two back-to-back MVP seasons. Oh, Okay. Like, this stuff happens, and it gets messy. And, I don't, you know, this may end a little different in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, when you get to that point with Tom Brady, unless you win, like, the John Elway style or Peyton Manning where you go out on a high note winning a Super Bowl, which even I think Peyton Manning would tell you he didn't play his best football that year. He was banged up. He was hurt. That was part of it. But still, it wasn't like he was the one leading them to the Super Bowl with that prolific offense like we saw him do earlier in Denver in 2013 when they went yeah. and they got beat by the Seahawks. Oh, God. That was a different story. Like That was a team that was led by that offense. The worst gambling performance in the history of my gambling career, and that's saying something. That, that Super Bowl. You didn't take that safety bet right out the get-go? I thought for sure you would have taken it. Uh, I made 18 bets on that game. I went 1-17. That wow. is a true story. Yeah. But yeah. you know what makes you special? What's that? Kept betting. You bet your ass. Yeah. You know, get you took up. out that second mortgage. Yeah. And you kept betting. Mortgage? <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I think I'm well, a renter. That, that, yeah. I don't want to go that route. So. <laughs> um, it, okay. Let me ask you just in as far as the future goes in Tampa Bay, who makes sense at quarterback? Now, personally, I would like to see Blaine Gabbert 
get an opportunity. I, I would like to see Blaine Gabbert get an opportunity, as Bruce Arians pointed out uh, a week or so ago. Uh, he's never had this much talent around him. I'd love to see a guy like that who got drafted high to a bad organization, who everybody just wrote off as being a, a quote-unquote bust or a guy who never lived up to the potential. That guy surrounded by those weapons, I would love to see a full season with Blaine Gabbert as a starter. Uh, but if they're if they're going to make a move free agent-wise or a trade-wise, I don't know. But personally, I'd like to see Blaine get a shot. That's me. I mean, I, I think he will get a shot. He's there currently on the roster. Bruce Arians is still their head coach. He's spoken highly about him. It just it comes down to if they have a chance to upgrade and they can get a Russell Wilson or they can get a Deshaun Watson or they can get any of the other quarterbacks that are kind of up for the potential to be there, they will. The, the hard thing is, is they're a group that has a ton of unrestricted free agents. Kind of similar almost to the, the Rams in some ways. They have a lot of guys like that. But they're a group that's got a, a ton of guys who are looking into free agency that they might come there with the expectation that, okay, let's sign some of these guys back. But if the Bucks don't move quick on this, you're not going to have that similar Tom Brady effect of let's be able to sign a bunch of guys because Tom Brady's are the goats here. If Russell Wilson went there, they would be you know moving there to say, okay, let's go play with Russell Wilson. Let's go try to win a Super Bowl here you'd get that sort of effect, or even Aaron Rodgers. With Watson, I don't know so much because people are probably hesitant not knowing what happens with the legal situation. I mean, rumor I heard is that, I mean, and it's all over the place, that it was a little more than what people want to admit and it had been going on longer than people want to admit, but there's the expectation that the criminal charges are going to be dropped. And so if the criminal case goes away, that paves the way for them to make a settlement and then he can move on. And it, it's really just in the NFL's hands at that point. You know, once he goes to a team where he wants to play and he's going to play, then we'll see how the NFL wants to handle it and if there's any suspension that's coming. So, um, you know, those are the three different guys that I think if, you know, they could get him, it'd be a huge upgrade over what they have. And you're probably changing how free agency looks because you've gotten guys who are going to say, I want to go play with that guy. If I'm Chris Godwin. Coming off an injury, sure, but I want to come back and play for Tampa in this system and with Russell Wilson or, or with you know one of those quarterbacks. When you say the uh, Deshaun Watson stuff, it's a little bit more than people want to admit. Um, and I know you talked about how people have known that this guy had a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a fetish, but a thing for the activity that he's being, you know, accused of and that there's been, you know, that they filed complaints against him for the 22 different women, the massage therapists, all that stuff. What is it when you say there's maybe worse than people want to admit, meaning what, that there's more out there, that there's stuff, the people that didn't come with claims that are, that are like, uh, yeah, this is not the, you know, the worst kept secret in the world. I mean, the guy had had a problem even above and beyond what we're hearing reported with the 20, 22 different lawsuits. That's the theory is that this has gone on for a period of time because he became such a star that, you know, if he wanted to have those sorts of relationships or however it was going to work, he had to do it in a private manner. And it ended up leading to the situation we find ourselves in now where he's basically hitting up, you know, women on social media to come be a massage therapist with more leading, you know, coming from that. And and that's how it ended up working out. But that's the theory behind it. And that's why there's a thought that if the criminal charges go away, which is what scares him, probably scares everyone. um, and, And obviously, again, if it was true and if he was convicted for something, it'd be, I mean, it'd be terrible. But the reality is if that goes away, they could settle, and really it would pave the path for him to be able to play. 
I, I just, I still go back to, I wonder if he knew something was coming and that led to him wanting to be vo- so vocal about getting out of Houston. Like if he thought, well, if I just get out of here, maybe, uh, you know, this will quiet down a little bit and I don't have to be around all this stuff. I, I just, I wonder if that was part of the, uh, the tactic to complain so openly about an organization who, by the way, and we keep receipts on this show because when we were working Sunday nights, uh, we got a lot of pushback from people who said, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. When Deshaun Watson was crying at a press conference, thanking all the same guys in the Houston Texans organization, the McNairs, Easterby, Bill O'Brien for the opportunity and the contract extension. Uh, less than a year later, he came out and talked about what a terrible organization it was. I just wonder if there was more and and he knew something was coming, which is why they got aggressive in attacking the organization. I've, I've always wondered that. Uh, I mean, I, look, I don't know that it was aggressive about it. I don't think he knew this was necessarily going to come out. It was going to be like that. He had his own separate issue with the Houston Texans. He had his own separate deal why he didn't want to play for them anymore. And they tried to say it was more about not building around him, and, and they didn't want to bring to light some other things that were potentially said. It's one of the reasons why there's a thought that he'd want to go play for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially with them bringing on Brian Flores. He feels like he's been wronged in some ways that, you know, again, he didn't want to take the same stance as Brian Flores has but that was sort of underground what I think he had an issue with in regards to the Texans. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to get to uh, the most aggressive team, apparently, in the National Football League. That's coming up in another edition of In Case You Missed It. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, the uh, well, the Lakers uh, continue to uh, just uh, roll out uh, impressive performances this season. What's happened? I, I mean, I just, <laughs> you know what? Here, I have a theory. Uh, Roberto is uh, is our resident Laker fan here on the show. I have a theory, Roberto. Okay. I get a feeling that deep down, and and I've always felt this, and I don't know if it's because they compare him to Kobe, and Kobe was their guy, but I've always felt that Laker fans weren't really all that into LeBron. Like, I'm not into LeBron. It just there's something about it. It just he rubs people the wrong way, man. Like it there there's some people get LeBron fatigue, and I think there's a lot of that going on in this town, on that I, team, and in the I league. Think he, he brings it on himself, though. Yes, hundred percent. The other thing is, is I I get the sense that people feel like he's a bit of a I don't know a mercenary. I mean, he just he comes in for one thing. Yeah, he wants to try to win a championship. He did that. You know, he did that in Miami. But then he kind of left them high. I mean, think about the places he's left. He literally ruined the Cavs upon departure. Yeah. And you could say that was on Dan Gilbert. So I, I won't blame him initially. But when he left them after being drafted there and went to Miami, that place went to hell. And then he goes to the Heat. They win, what, two championships? Yep. He leaves there, but, you know, not after winning. I think they lost in the finals the year he leaves. Yeah. But he talk he talks them into drafting. I think it was Shabazz Napier yeah. Yeah, signing a few of other players, <laughs> signing a few other players because he wanted to make it seem like he was coming back. He bolts back to Cleveland, and then he goes builds up that roster, wins a championship, great, and then everyone's happy. But he kind of leaves them in shambles again for a little bit, and then goes out to L.A. to take his talents to Hollywood, and and now it's getting to the point where well I won the champ I won a championship. 
I, you know, I just want to be with. I just want to play with little Bronny. That's why. Yeah, if, if you're Cleveland, would you take LeBron back? Hell no! Right? No, Cleveland's playing well. Yeah, man. yeah, they have like, a great team. They have yeah, a great roster. I, I'm out. Yeah. Like I, I would be completely out on the Le- LeBron stuff because like, you know he's he's ready to go back on that Cleveland training. He's he's oh of course he's bailed he's bailed twice. In fact, I mean, if I'm the Cavs and you want to really have some fun. You draft LeBron's son and then refuse to sign LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Just, they would just, never do that. <laughs> no, would I know they wouldn't. That, I know they wouldn't. I kid. But, but, but you get the point. Like He's going to leave the Lakers in shambles. This is all his decision. I mean, they're already in shambles pretty much. Right. It's well, so yeah, bad, especially man. when DeAndre Jordan's throwing football passes to the to the state. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just so bad. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll get to see how this whole thing uh, shapes Look, up. Look, as I said, and I will still contend, if they have any shot, I'm saying even in a, in a playing game, it's still LeBron. I still give them a shot of making a run in the playoffs. I just, I, I'm sorry. Like we talked about this last week. You look at the West and you say there's probably two teams that you definitively say would beat them. Maybe right now you said everyone would, but I just feel like even in a playing scenario, if they win and they get any momentum, I just it, it's a LeBron team. I like, agree. I, still, with, I agree with you, but Anthony Davis has to come back. Though. Yeah, he doesn't come back. True. Right now, uh, yeah. he has to come back. But if you saw oh, you the Russell Westbrook and LeBron, that combination is not enough. If you <laughs> if you saw the beginning of the second half of that game against the Clippers last night, oh my god! To where even Reggie Miller was like. They got nothing. Like they have no shooters. Like they have no shooters. Like LeBron went out of the game, and he's getting bad mouthed by Reggie Jackson. Like it's not like the Clippers have wow. Kawhi Leonard and they have Paul George. You know, I mean, it are, was uh, it was. Are awful. we going to talk about it at some point in the show about him complaining about their own fan base? Oh, uh, I mean, the, fi- the, fan- the final hour we need to talk about. Yeah, this. Oh, yeah, we'll have fun with that. Yeah, of course, because right. that's how it goes. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, uh, there is apparently the most aggressive team in the NFL. In fact, I would argue the most aggressive team in all of sports. We'll tell you why right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, you can say goodbye uh, to uh, something that's been present in the NFL for the past couple of years. You can wave bye-bye to it. It is a glorious day. We will have that conversation here on Fox Sports Radio. Do want to let you know uh, before we get to this edition of In Case You Missed It, we are brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you 
Missed it. And since Lee DeLapp decided uh, he wanted to go ahead and uh, sleep in and not be a part of this fine radio program today, uh, screw him. We don't need him. We've got Ricky Herrera stepping in uh, to the batter's box here, our fill-in executive producer. Yeah, damn right. Uh, What's up, Rick? What do we got today? All right, guys, in case you missed it, uh, NFL insider Jeff Keim this week said the commanders have been shouting from the rooftops. Uh, According to Jeff, uh, the commanders have called every team in the NFL to inquire about the availability availability of their quarterback. Well, uh, uh, first of all, why wouldn't you? Um, Yeah. You know Uh, know what the problem with this is? What is it? Uh, They did this last year. (laughs) How'd it go? Uh, Not well. (laughs) I mean, the guy they ended up signing was Ryan Fitzpatrick. He couldn't even play this season. Um, I heard that they even called uh, the Chiefs to ask about Mahomes because they were like, you know, what do we got to lose? Uh, Didn't didn't John Lynch asked yeah. Belichick about Brady years ago. Like he Why do you ask it? the question when you already know the answer? Oh, be, no, because I mean, I, you know the answer to that. Yes, it, it was reported. Lynch admitted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I just want to confirm. I wanted to see if you knew. Columbo. Yeah, a little con- confirmation there. You know, um, to attack me. If here's here's what I'd say though about the Washington Commandos, and I know I feel differently God. than I think Lavar does about the team's potential. They have a good roster. They are like like Ron Rivera. This team on paper is a pretty good football team. They literally are a superstar quarterback away from being in contention for that division and maybe in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, with that front seven, the way their secondary improved, even though they're pretty bad to start the year. Terry McLaurin's an up and coming. Logan Thomas at the tight end position, he's a converted quarterback. He's done a great job. Gibson out of the backfield. I mean, they've got some guys now. It's just a, it's a it's a matter of getting that right quarterback. And if if you're if you're the Washington Commandos, you have to think I, I'm I'm going to be willing to give up first round picks for the foreseeable future to get one of these guys. Like it's going to look like a Herschel Walker type deal in order to get this done. But if they do, I think they can win. I, I just I don't know that they're going to be as successful trying to draft a quarterback and making that work I agree. because of this year's quarterback class. I agree. Uh, what else we got, Ricky? Okay, guys. Uh, results from a poll conducted this week uh, from Bet Online came out, and for the least liked NFL figures during the 2021 season, and to no one's surprise, Aaron Rodgers claimed the top spot. Uh, all ten included players and coaches and executives, except for the sixth spot, which was claimed by everyone's favorite brother, Jackson Mahomes. Oh, man, what a bummer, Jackson Mahomes. By the way, did you see he was uh, saying that uh, the media is ruining his life or something like that? Uh, that the uh, you know the media is ruining. Yeah. Well, yeah. social media is the only reason he has a life. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, you, you do TikTok videos and you throw things at fans when they boo your brother. Like, I, I don't know, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, he's just not, like, it's just he appears to be not likable to a lot of people. And so you're going to get some pushback. Here's where people lack self-awareness. I say this all the time. If you got famous because your brother is famous (laughs) and you've literally done nothing in this world to help people or create value other than be a tall, goofy dude dancing on TikTok, (laughs) you have to realize you're going to get made fun of. People are going to be rude to you because they naturally don't want to like you. Like, no one wants to like a guy who woke up on third base and thought he hit a triple. And that's essentially what happened with Jackson Mahomes just because (laughs) his brother's the best quarterback in the league or one of the best and has a huge contract. 
And so he gets to live off that now. Like, go start your own thing. Go do your own thing. Stop living off your brother. You Maybe know, people would like you better for uh, it. Could you uh, honestly picture yourself even hammered? I right, just think bombed out of your gourd, uh, drinking, uh, you know, proper 12 or Jameson or whatever whiskey you guys throw back for St. Patty's Day. Could you ever imagine having someone hold your phone and film you doing a TikTok video in public? Like, if just I, think about I, I that. I promise you right now. If any, if I ever ask someone, even in a drunken state, to do that, I would hope they beat me to death with that phone the next day. Oh God, I, I would, I would disappear in the woods with a. I, with I, I a hope you do it to me. Yeah, I hope you'd be the person to just, beat me to death just, with that phone. Just embarrassing. <laughs> 